Hi, welcome to Lemon Island Picks, definitely not a ripoff of the BBC classic. With me today is good friend Akira, going to talk about some music and go off on many, many weird and wonderful tangents. So, brace yourself, it's going to be a weird one. So we're on. Hi Akira. Hello. Hello the internet. Whatever, yeah, the internet, listening. whoever's going on this, if people are listening, that is. So, we were just talking about some dadgad tuning, weren't we? And you, Yes. Yeah, you were saying you just tuned your guitar. On. Yes. I was, I've been noodling around dadgad for like a couple of weeks now. Oh, a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. There's this one scale and like it's um, just zero to four on like all the strings except for the G. And it's beautiful because it's got that. If you've whacked some chorus on it, it's got this beautiful open feeling to it. Because you know how, like, if you're playing a lot of, like, jazz harmony, you know, oh, a yeah, lot yeah. of major sevenths, major ninths, yeah, and, you yeah. know, extensions on your chords. And if you ever play, um, if you if I play a lot of major sevenths, if you ever play on an open, like, it's an open chord. Yeah. And you can hear, like, the open ringing of oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It sounds way nicer than if you were to play it, like, where you're just playing a couple of strings, you're not open, and it, nothing's open. And I really like that. That's why I really like Dadgag as, like, an open tuning, because it's, like, it's got a really nice open feel to it. And at the same time, you're playing, like, sus chords and, next, and like, weird chords, which you won't really... Can I swear? Um, I'll probably might leap it out but i don't know uh honestly at this point i don't care so okay i'll that's probably good. add some anyway. weird noise over it if yeah i don't know Do I'll, you... I'll cut this bit I, out I, <laughs> put 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 the lick oh, 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 <laughs> just, just really fast just like put it so yeah, fast really, it really turns really. into a car exactly warp it warp it to Ooh. like the smallest thing <laughs> So, Ableton man. Oh, it's so Ableton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so right. back to the tuning bit. Like, I don't know what it is, mm. but I just love tunings that have the two bottom strings, like the two high strings even. Yeah. Are the same. All right. So, like, yeah. when you're playing, no, you I get that really that. nice chimey, like, kind of 12 string, yeah. like, but obviously because I don't like... have a 12 string, not a 12 string. Yeah. It's like having chorus. It is, yeah. Because yeah. when like you think about drone it, as well. chorus is just like a wiggly wave and then a wave. Yeah, I think it's yeah. And, you feed yeah, the signal that's back kind of the same thing, like but like, yeah, it's like vibrato, but there's like you're just doing it yourself. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I, I hit. I'm gonna start doing that because that's a really good show. It's so nice. Like, oh, I'm trying to think of some tunings. Because do you know Placebo, the group? No. Oh, basically, like this alt rock group from like the nineties, mm. still going today. They've kind of got their own tuning, like developed for the mm. music. So they just—I don't think they use it in all the tracks, but they're like, yeah. I don't know if they created it actually, but it just seems to be called placebo tuning, and it is so right. nice. I'll have to send you some clips of it. It's yeah, because I'm pretty sure I'll the two it. bottom strings are like the same note, and you get this really nice droning. Like when you play oh. some open cards. Yeah, I'll 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 have a look at it. I'll tune to it. I'll s- I'll send it. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. Like you get yeah. some really nice voices using it. And it's I'll, I'll look at it this year. 
yeah, yeah. Fucking, I'm, I'm, I've googled it. I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> it's, anyway, it's like anyway, F-sharp, anyway. So, yeah. But it's funny you should mention. F-sharp. Yeah. Uh, anyway, go on. <laughs> Why was she pressing Wait, F-sharp? F-sharp, A-sharp, D-sharp, G-sharp, and then C-C. You taking the piss? You taking good. the piss? <laughs> it's so good. Jesus Christ. Trust me, try Oh, it. my so God. Nice. You might right. have to use a capo, oh, well. though. I've had quite a few snap strings trying to get uh, from the C to the E again for some reason. Bro, go, go, going like from, yeah, going from D to E from Dad Dad is just the most scariest thing oh, I've ever tell me experienced. About it. It's awful. It's so scary. Like, it's always tight, like, when you get into that bit. So, yeah. like, you tune it, yeah. you tune in it, and then you're just, you're just, you're just waiting for it to you're smack so you in scared. the face. Yeah. <laughs> it happened to me. It, I, my, my E string snapped, and I was like, you t- I didn't think we had any strings. And I was like, I'm in lockdown, and it's oh, like yeah, the yeah, second week that. in. Yeah, I was so scared. Did you oh, get it any was more? so bad. Oh, did you Yeah, fix yeah. That? Um, I, I've got, like... I had a spare pack of strings. Oh, right, yeah. Um, which was, but I found nylon strings, re- coincidentally. Oh, I love nylon. Like, on acoustic guitars. Nylon is so overlooked. In it. Like, it's classical like, guitars versus, like, steel string acoustics. I've always mm, said just so much nicer. Mm, mm. Love them. I'll take nylon over any, like, electric guitar, realistically. Yeah, definitely. Remember, have you seen the video of Jacob Collier going around Yamaha? I think um, I have, yeah, yeah. Did you see the part where he's with that acoustic guitar and it's got the built-in chorus? Oh, yeah, that's weird. That is really weird. I think It's I saw... weird, but it's so peng. It is nice. Has it got reverb it's... in it as well? Yeah. Because I think Paul like... Davids did a video on that, if you know did he? him on YouTube. Yeah, I think he did a mm-hmm. video covering that. I love his channel. He's brilliant. But, yeah. I have to watch it. I haven't watched it Yeah, yet. definitely. But going back to what you mm. said earlier with the, like, Dadgard's 7th Nights chord, like, because mm. in a, quite a few of the songs, like, you've been doing, you, you love yes. using it, like, and yes. listen, listening to some of these albums today, you can definitely see why, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I was just sat there getting taken back by this, like, jazz, like, harmony. fusion. Like, jazz harmony, it's, like, it's, yeah. That's Man. making a big comeback. But oh, the definitely. thing about that is, I don't like... Because, like, this, people think, ah, oh, it's really indie. But then if you look at, like, the indie scene at the moment of, like, Wombats and all that shit, they're using, like, triads. I just look at them and, like, how can you, how can you call this indie? Hey, man, don't, fucking... don't diss the triad, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But, like... <laughs> Music is win. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix uses triad so much. It's like it's godly. Oh fucking that guy, man. His his videos have gotten better, but they used to be so trash. They used to be like like the subjects of the video used to be good, but he just made this really cliche like trash four minute video <laughs> of just him. I don't know. He's like the most like. He's because it's just him and his wife, like you know, like Jared Dines 
and like people like that, they're all like a big community and like Rob Scallion, they all know each other yeah. and they make videos together. Music is win. Only recently he started making videos with other YouTubers. For so long, he was just like this low in music. Him and Stevie T, but Stevie T is a weird man. I don't want <laughs> to get in the way of Stevie T. I was going to say, do not step out of line with Stevie T or he'll probably murder your entire family. <laughs> He definitely. He, <laughs> <laughs> he uses some of his content so questionable. It's when he puts the um, those weird glasses on, like that mess up with his yeah. eyes and pretends to be a woman. <laughs> oh, he's got the, he's got the wig on as well. Yeah. <laughs> did you see the video he did of trying to be um, uh, part of the Ramones? No. I'm not. Oh, it's so funny. It's, uh, he, put, he puts in a wig and he's like, oh, I'm in the Ramones. And he makes a Ramones song. Oh. And it's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. I love the Ramones, though. Yeah, they oh, are. They are, so they are fundamental. They are mental. They are fundamental. So, anyway, I think it's time to get into your first album of today. Which, which, which one are we going to? It's up to you. Which one do you want to talk about first? Um... Nah, nah, it's up to you. It's yours. All oh, right. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Okay, we're doing I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not taking this <laughs> pressure. Right. So, I think because we were just talking about jazz, I think we'll jump in straight with Mingus and the Black Saint. Yeah. Sinner Lady. What an yes. Album. What an album. Yes. Oh my god. It's it's. I I remember. I I think. Guess who 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 I who told me about this album. Guess so, oh, how get, I found get, oh, about. Oh, guess! I thought I thought you were about to say something. I, I don't, no, no, I don't, I I don't guess. Know. I, I don't. Bloody know. Adam Neely was talking oh, about really? this album in one of his videos, oh, and I was one? because basically, um, I don't, I don't know what video it was, but um, it's probably one of his Q and As. You know how um, on the first track, it's just two chords. Oh yeah, at yeah, the yeah, start. Yeah. I was about he to, was talking I was about, about yeah. He was he was talking about how like. There was just two chords, but it was like fundamental for like the whole kind of like track, and that scene in like stuff like Charles Mingus. And I looked at the first song, and the first song is like, it's it just sets you up for this like mad fusion album, and it's quite it's it's hard to get your head around and grasp the concept of it's only two chords, but like yeah. it goes on of this like musical tangent of just rich 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 harmony and like the one thing i have to say about um the the first song is you know at the end when they resonated back to the home key right 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 at the end because they were they went on that little like i don't even know where they went but they went on that little like um (laughs) expedition i I don't even know he definitely did but it, yeah, but like anyway, they resonate it and go back to the home key yeah. for like a second, and then the song finishes, and it annoys me so much because <laughs> they were doing like a a nice like you know major um, arpeggio and it, everything was so nice and it the went tr- home. The, um, horns in that track as well, like yeah, oh, then like towards then, the end, there's like, something. It else. sounds like there's... it sounds like you put a wah wah on a trumpet. I don't know if they're using a trumpet mm, or something, mm. but. Well, the in, whole, in your right ear, the whole, yeah. the whole album, 
It sounds like someone's speaking through. I, I was going to say that on like, on like the second track, it does sound like someone's talking, and I thought somebody it, was. Like I thought someone yeah, said something, it, but then I realised, hang on a minute, <laughs> that's a trumpet. So, it's so like mad to think about like how he used that in like what it was made in like the sixties, I think, nineteen sixty-seven. Oh, was it seven? 60- I was, I can't no, 63, 63. Oh, 63. January 20, 63. Oh, right. Yeah, it is absolutely mental. Like, the mixing on it, I don't know if I'd listen to a remastered version or something, but mm. it's still, like... It's still, like, just everything about it, especially the walking bass lines, the piano is really... Re- the start of um, track two, track B, reminds me of, um, like, Herbie Hancock, kind of, the flood, and how, like, you know when he's, like, um, he's, like, getting into it, he proper gets into it, and then, like, he does, like, a, a mad, like, glissando. That's what it kind of reminded me of, because just, like, using the pedal and shit on the piano and just, like, making everything sound really grand and big, yeah. that's what I got with this album. It was a really big and, like, vast album. It was like, especially what, because I remember the first time I listened to it, I was coming back from the gym and I was like, I went <laughs> what, on the, what a way to listen to Mingus. <laughs> you know, um, you know, the bridge, um, uh, Joy Division were on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was on like a bridge parallel to that, I think, or I was on the, I think it was parallel. I don't know, but it was in Hume. It was in that area. Yeah. Um, and I was looking onto Manchester, listening to track C. And as soon as the Latino guitars came in, I was like, what the fuck? Really nice, like, flamenco guitars to come in, but they do. It completely changes your grasp on jazz music in the 60s. And it, that, this album's really opened me to a lot of different jazz, and it's really it's quite nice. Yeah, because a lot of jazz for me, like, when I've tried listening mm. to it, a lot of it doesn't really capture me that well, or mm. it takes at least a good few listens to really get into the vibe of what the song the, the, the vibe of what they're doing mm. but like with this one it got me straight away like you say with them first two chords and then like this swell yeah. trumpet is coming in with this really dense harmony it's yeah amazing. it's kind of like um you ever watched better call soul i've not i'm still yet to watch breaking bad it's next on my list you still you've not watched Bre- oh my I'm god i'm like i can't ex- i can't explain well all right i'll tell you this Breaking Bad is quite slow, okay. but when you get post season three and so four, it's it throws you into the deep end. Okay. Better Call Saul seems fast, but it's slow, okay. and that's how I would describe this album. It seems fast, but it's slow when you think about it. Like the way everything's layered everything's overdubbed it's yeah. like if you listen to it isolated it's quite a it's quite it's, it's, it's andante it's walking pace but it feels you know allegro it feels fast it feels like you know a really like fast pace like you're gonna yeah. like hunt on something but it's it's slow when you look at it it's quite it's quite walking pace and that's something which really like boggles my mind and how he does this yeah because it's Good you should say that, because I was just about to talk about the rhythms in it. Like, I mm. think that's a massive part of what's going on with that like illusion of it being quite fast when it's not. Yeah. But Because it's quite tribal, I thought, with some of the rhythms. I can't remember which track, but I was sat there thinking, the drums on this, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, 
Mingus has called on, on, on my Wikipedia page. It says <laughs> ethnic ethnic folk dance music. Yeah, that's the orchestral style. And he says the genre is avant-garde jazz. Yeah. Now we're talking. We're talking about the nah, real that, good that, stuff. That just opens your eyes, doesn't it? Avant-garde it, jazz. It doesn't feel avant-garde. It doesn't feel like this is no. pure whack. Like, yeah. if, if you listen to a lot of it, a lot of like avant-garde stuff, it just doesn't quite work. Well, not, well it does work in that sense, but it doesn't yeah. hold up as something you could like get into and listen to on a regular basis mm. whereas this is like I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say at this point but you probably <laughs> no, know I get, what it's I mean. like, like like with avant-garde it's like you have to be in a specific mood to like yeah. fully like there's certain I feel like with like avant-garde stuff it's like if you're in this mood you're gonna get this out of it if you're in this mood you're gonna get yeah. this out yeah, of it definitely. it's like you know but with this it's like you're going to get the full package when you're definitely like in the mode to listen to it. Yeah. But even if you're not, you're still gonna get something like substantially good out of it. Yeah, the definitely. album, I just like, I think specifically, looking at the harmony and the rhythm, it's like you don't have to know so much about music to understand that this is like a like a revolutionary experience. And I think yeah. that's what's important with jazz because if you were like to know. And Akira is frozen. What would he like us to know? Find out next week of the show that's currently untitled. So now I better check the call and see if he's still there. I I went again. Oh yeah, there you are. We're back. Do apologize. It's all right. I can just edit it out. <laughs> all right, sweet. Back to my point. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> what? Yeah. What? What's important for? Um, stuff like this is for like the normal listener who knows nothing about like music theory yeah to listen to this it needs to be important for them to get it because like a yeah. lot of people overlook and i was watching alan Mealy's ted talk and how music is a language which is intelligent but then it's hard it's untranslatable yeah and i think what untranslatable means is like it's unique to everyone so it's impossible to get this set hard like you know definition yeah. of like a, a specific tone or a specific harmony and i feel like when i listen to music it's like i don't have that much care for the lyrics unless it's like rap i will listen more to like you know you know what harmonies are using like how will this yeah, sound I'm, I'm like i care that. more yeah i care more about like the theory than i do about like if it's sound if like specifically with rap if the beat shit but the <laughs> lyrics are good I won't listen to the song yeah. as much as like if it's like Kendrick, but the beats produced by like a three-year-old. I won't listen to the song. The beat like makes it for me, and I find it really hard to get into a song if it's like the the instrumentation of it's like bad and like cheesy, which is like why a lot of um you know normal like one three five structures and shit like that is hard to get into because like i feel like once you know a lot about music theory it like really alters the way you listen to music and it really alters yeah, the definitely. way you look at like music and how you used to and it's like it kind of is like a bit of a shit time because then you're not because like you're not you're, you're not constantly thinking about like oh what are they using this oh my god this isn't in four four wow this is a like if if you want to know nothing about music you just be like oh this is a cool song 
you wouldn't start thinking about it on like a theory level. But then at the same time, it's like with jazz, you get so much more out of like listening it on like a theory level than yeah. listening to it on like you're just listening to it because there's so many small things and there's so many like you know I got a big ocean of things which you can just like dive straight into and be like what the hell and I think people overlook so much about that yeah because then like after you've had a good jazz album listening you'd like that way of listening I think is quite <laughs> exhausted so mm. if so then when you're going back to like I don't know I don't like saying like the regular stuff but like or, <laughs> or just songs you like anyway you can like just have a listen to it not too analytically and just appreciate yeah, exactly. the song for what it is yeah because i feel like a, a lot of musicians uh do that as well they don't like especially with like the new kind of like shit coming out they look at it too in depth and like they're not doing this they're not doing that and it's like you know I feel like from people who are so monumental and like carved the way for what music is today, they're kind of like a bit pissed off that no one's like breaking the boundaries of like making anything new. And I feel that's a really hard argument, like topic to like, you know, have an argument about because it's like, if you look at it in this way, there's so many new shit coming out. Like one of the albums we're going to look at sooner or later by L Sweatshirt. But like, but then you could argue that that's just like someone did this, but it's like, like this. And I feel like with music, you know, we're getting more and more technology. I feel like a lot of people think, like, you're going to have to make something new. But I feel like we're going to start repeating ourselves. We're improving. Yeah, because this like, leads quite well into the argument of has everything been done? Yeah. Because, like, especially in the, not in the mainstream, but in popular culture in the past few years, there has been, like, this massive kind of 80s revival. Like in yeah. kind of nostalgia culture around the eighties, like you can see it in June mm. Leaper's new albums, probably the most um yeah. recent thing to memory and Stranger indie, Things. Indie, yeah, shitty indie like... girls. Piss me, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> and um Yeah, there's quite there's quite a lot of that about and like what you're saying about repeating ourselves. Are we just gonna go back to specific areas mm. of music? Because mm. what I'm hearing is with what they're doing with it, it's just like copying paste an eighties track. Yeah. It's not taking that sound and possibly doing something new with it. Like even bands like Death Grips and like other stuff like that, they're seen as like almost like a gimmick sometimes. And I feel like there's a small collection of people who like even with like stuff which like avant-garde, you could say that's like genre breaking, but then you're classing it as a genre. So does it break a genre or does it just make something new? And what is it to break, like, to make something really new and different or to <laughs> just classify it as something like it's a genre? Now we're getting philosophical. <laughs> now we're, yeah. Now, now we're and going it's... down the rabbit hole. <laughs> this is what jazz does, man. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> but, yeah, mm. it, it's a really interesting argument. Yeah, cause... but, like, apart from that, this album is so good. Quite possibly one of the best things I've ever listened to ever. So, yeah. I have to admit, I'm Charles Mingus. Gonna listen to it again tonight. It is so good. I'm gonna listen all the albums I've uh, searched this year. I'm gonna listen to it again, especially a couple ones that like which like hold a special place in my heart. But I haven't listened to them one time. It yeah. was very nice to listen to them again. Very yeah, definitely. Nice. Right. But, so, yeah. sadly, we have to move away from Mingus now. We spent quite a bit. <laughs> A time talking about yeah. him, and honestly, I can't blame us. Hopefully, people aren't getting 
Um, Bored. Yeah, hopefully not. But anyway, on to your second album. Do you want to choose the next one since you are being shipped off to a desert island and you can only take these? I'm going to... I think, talking about rap, I'm not going to say this since I deaconed. I'm going to move to Reggie Snow. Um, okay. That album. Well, EP. Yeah, so I'd never heard of Reggie before. And then... Reggie. I had it on before. Very mm. cool. Yeah. Mm. Very dimmer. Mm. Like, mm. So, mm. I was going to say, there's mm. so much... I'm, gla- I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I'm it is. Glad Dylan Beats written all over that in the Earl album. But we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so drunk sound. Not even drunk sounding, but... Because I feel like the album does it in a way where it's not too woozy. Yeah. If you know what I mean. I mean... It, it gets the balance right. So, yeah, Wait, track listings, Lovely, Snow, USSR, 1982, and Olga, 1984. Snow is such a dilly beat. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's oh my God. such a dilly beat. It's such... I feel my favourite song on the whole album is Olga, 1984. Okay, yeah. It's like... Yeah, that was a highlight for me when I was listening through. Damn. The beat is something else. The, the 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 hi-hats with like uh, reverb I think he's reversed it put the lay on it's like this drone but it just accompanies the um the the brass and that section just really 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 well and Reggie Snow if you don't know he's Irish no way yeah he's Irish I did not pick that up from the thing at all really yeah yeah he's Irish wow so I'll a lot of his earlier stuff was talking about the IRA okay, and stuff like that. And what I like about Reggie Snow is a lot of the music I've been listening to recently is um, the underground UK scene, the underground rap scene. And that's one of my favorite genres to this day because rap now is this big, vast genre and people think it's like, you know, um, a lot America's like doing a lot of the work, but you see like, Drill and grime has come from this, yeah. but well, let me tell you a little backstory. You know, it started off okay. as um, okay. started off as reggae and rock steady and stuff like that. Yeah, and then it got to ragga, and then um, you know, with Windrush and everything, yeah, brought it over to the UK. Um, then we got Jungle, and then we thought, ah, oh, why don't we uh, put an MC on this Jungle beat? <laughs> and then you get eventually to grime in the new millennials and then uk scene just expanded from that and it, you, you get every little thing you get from the uk it's basically come from basically reggae um which is cool you can hear it in uh, yeah you can hear it in a lot of the music if you look at the history of um rap music it all st- in the uk i don't want to say all side but a lot of it started from a jungle like a yeah, jungle djs partnering with mcs like okay Obviously, you had um, NWA, Public Enemy, or DMC in America, but yeah. we didn't have that much influence. Until yeah, we didn't we, have like a big hip hop. Until we had grime. Yeah. When we had grime, which originated from jungle, which originated from reggae, which originated from reggae, <laughs> you see, because if you listen to a lot of reggae beats, a lot of them sample, I mean, a lot of jungle beats, a lot of them sample. Um, uh, you know, like reggae songs, but like put like really heavy drums on. 
And yeah. then we just with Grime, it was like at the very start, it was like let's just add an MC to it. Then it got to like Yo Skepta and Boy Better Know and stuff like that. Then that got to like Grime, and then it's it got into this, I, one of my favorite genres, the underground rap scene. People like um, Colt the Damned, um, Lee Scott, um, Black Josh, Black Josh is from here. All of them, their early stuff is just beautiful. And one of these peoples in this scene is Reggie Snow. And Reggie yeah. Snow has come a lot. His, his old stuff is really reminiscent of the underground rap scene. His new stuff is just like, I think it's really good. Um, okay. Anthony Fantano, the little melon he is, didn't oh, enjoy yeah. his recent album. Well, 2018 album, Dear Annie. Um, his album before that had a lot of features on. Um, I didn't like it as much as Dear Annie. Um, as an album, I think Dear Annie isn't that strong, but as a collection of songs, it is. But the grittiness of Rijakovic, the, 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 the just the, the tones of everything, the way it feels, the feature of um, uh, Laurel Kana on 1992. Yeah, I was, was going to mention, yeah, Laurel Kana's on this one. Is just wow. And I feel like look, stuff like Loveline. Um, at the start, it's like um, there's a little sample of um, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's like, isn't this the first album where you don't play one note on the bass and then you hear Reggie go yeah, and then uh, it goes into the song and I thought it was pretty interesting because if that's true that um, all the stuff he played before only had like you know one note in the bass, he's evolved into this. It's like he's come a really really long way from being you know mm. a black kid living in Ireland at the same time as the IRA doing their shit yeah. and fucking going to like a really, like not jazz, but like it's going into like, you know, your lo-fi, but it's got that UK like heavy sound to it. Yeah. I was going to say that some production on it is quite lo-fi, but yeah, it's intentional of course, but yeah, it's got that yeah, really like, it's, just, it's a really uh, interesting mix. I, yeah. It's one of my like favorite, just all good 984. I've bashed way too much. Like, just, I way, 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 way too much. Um, but it's just like, oh. And the way it ends out, the whole EP with just, um, I don't want to blame it on the beers. All I want to do is shed a tear. It's like, I don't care for blaming this on, like, you know, drugs or this. I just want to, like, get real with you, like, real, like, for, like, a couple minutes. And I just relate to that so much. Minutes. Yeah, a couple yeah. of minutes. I just want to like, I just like, it's just like, <laughs> just have a chat. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like reflecting like the realness to this album of like the realness and the green of it. It's like, this is really nice, but what I'm rapping about is like, I just want to get deep with you for like five minutes and be like, this is everything. This is what's wrong with like, you know, it's just like, it's like the rhyming, like everything. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not an English person. I do care more about maps, but. Oh, oh. English A level over here. <laughs> I swear you got like a nine in your maths GCSE. No, not maths. It was it was like a seven. But oh, for, but for me, for throughout the year, that was like pretty good because I I wasn't always the best at maths. I was like getting fives all year and then pulled out a seven, which is Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh. Just make me feel like ah, imagine doing GCSEs. What I was gonna say, you don't what the do hell? <sighs> oh, it's so that's weird. fun. That is very fun. Anyway, yes, good yes. EP. So, though. good yeah, EP. Yeah, I was gonna say ah. that bit you were saying about um, getting deep. Mm. I think that leads quite well 
on to the next album of the Mr. Earl Sweatshirt. Earl Sweatshirt, some this, songs. Yes, this is heavy. Mm. Like, lyric-wise, this this is... Yeah, this is he, deep. He, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, you start off with Shattered Dreams. My God. My God. Are the lyrics on Shattered Dreams just, like... They proper fuck with, like... Because, like, you read the title of the song and then you start listening to the lyrics and they just go hand in hand with um, just each other. And it's just like, what the hell? Like, I, like, genuinely, this album's grown on me so much. Like, so, 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 so much. And, like, I just love the album to bits. Like, I'll always listen to this album, like, all the way through. I'll always listen to any individual song because it's just yeah, like... Yeah, because it's, it's not it, a long one either, is it? It's quite No, it's like, like... 24 minutes or something. Is it like 24? I think so, yeah. It I, is twenty four. It's twenty four and thirty nine <laughs> seconds long. Yeah, but like with the amount of tracks on it, that's a bit of a weird size because I can't remember how many tracks on it. I'm gonna have to Google this now. But there's yeah, there's fifteen songs yeah. in twenty four minutes, and the amount of depth it goes into, like with its lyrics and production. Not even got around to the production yet because mm. that is absolutely incredible you're getting into like really abstract lo-fi once again bringing in the Dilla beats again you've got yeah you, there's a massive di- with that whole group Odd Future they just are uh, so influenced by Jay Dilla because if oh, you, yeah, yeah, you you know Odd Future right I don't know I don't really know this team very well all right well um do you know Tyler the Creator uh yeah <laughs> well um Tyler the Creator back when he was rapping about um when he was doing Goblin Rapping about yeah, I'm Wolf. I just shoved a cock in you, bitch. You know, not that, not 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 very fun, family friendly, PG clean, uh, mm-hmm. con- uh, stuff. Um, he was in a group called Odd Future, and okay. Odd, Fu- Odd Future. Let me. G- I my favorite person on Future was um is Taco, but um basically, do you know Frank Ocean? Yeah. Tyler Creator, Frank Ocean, um, L Sweatshirt. Um, those are probably the main three people you're going to know were all okay, in a group right. together. I did not know that. Yes. That sounds and, pretty interesting. I'm going to have to check that out. Right, this, this is everyone in um, our future. Tyler, the creator, um, Frank Ocean, Haji Beats, El Sweatshirt, uh, Matt Merrins, Left Brain, Frank Ocean, Jaspin, um, Sid the Dude, um taco um and then it repeats stuff but yeah those are the main people a lot of them were producers a lot of them are djs taco's okay. a dj um but then d- people like jasper um he just like he's like the hype man for um tyler he's like you know a bit of backup um on stage <laughs> um he just like yeah I've, I've forgotten the name of them but yeah the main people who have come from um our future obviously tyler the creator frank ocean and l sweatshirt L, in my opinion, is the most lyrically talented. Frank, for a long time, has been a really, really big influence in the rap scene, and yeah, he's made a lot of, lot of like good albums. But I haven't listened to as, as much Frank as I should. I don't know him that well. Yeah, but no, Tyler, I've only ever yeah, to that, uh, one of his albums once. To be fair, all oh, right. Yeah, all the 
Oh, I say all the Frank Ocean stands. This the Frank Ocean stands of uh, indie Twitter. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> out there are going to be raging, right? Yeah, now. they're going to be ra- if they yeah. listen to this. But anyway, if, it's a big if. Yeah, um, and then obviously Tyler, who I think has um, grown the most out of all of them, because the thing about our future was. They, um, especially Tyler, everyone knows Tyler for being like this menace of just, mm. he doesn't give a shit, absolute fucking shit. And he's just like, <laughs> ah, and you can see that in our future, the presence they have in their award shows. Um, they had, um, uh, a TV show. Um, well, like it was like, it's just a sketch show on, um, Comedy Central called Loiter Squad. It's the most funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> It's great. It's amazing. But it's a bit... It's not dark. It's just like, what the hell? But it's good. Very good. Anyway, yes. So, Odd Future, um, not uh, not many people think they're together still. They made, like, I think they made two albums. Um, they toured a little bit, and then they went, uh, like, off the grid. All of them started doing okay. their own thing. Um, specifically, Tyler doing his own thing. You know, he made Goblin, then he made um, Wolf, I think, when I say Cherry Bomb, Flower Boy, then Igor. Um, mm. Around the time, I think it was when he made Cherry Bomb. I think Cherry Bomb came after Wolf. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Don't kill me. I do apologize. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, he was started making his own kind of stuff, and it was, like, getting a bit weird. Um, songs like um, Fucking Young on um, uh, Cherry Bomb. I quote, um, yeah, um, there that I met you, girl, I knew you were something special, but I can't put my finger on it. Fuck. We met through mutual friends, and this is where story and confusion ends. Um, and then it goes, because, um, girl, you're perfect, but you're just too fucking young. And when temptation calls my phone, I never pick up. It's just like, ah, you do, you Tyler, you do, you. But... <laughs> that's all right yeah that's tyler that's tyler that and then tyler. obviously you've got um frank ocean doing his like you know chanel t2 sad, sad shit nights and then you have l sweatshirt this the man himself this just oh this dude. this <laughs> this album's really good i think it it's there's um a lot of people who like drums better, but uh, I will listen to this album for a very, very long time. It took me like a week to get into it. Um, once I was into it, though, I was just fucking hooked. It was really, <laughs> really, really good. But a little story about Earl's workshirt. Um, he, his, his, um, what is, I think his parents are both poets. No, no. His dad's a poet. I think it was his dad. Yeah, his dad's. Yeah. Poet. And his awesome. mum is um a, a teacher at, what I forgot what I forget it was. I think it's it's a pretty good uni, uh, um, college sorry in um America. So his parents are both um like taught uh, well in literature, and it really shows in his like lyrics. But um, well, I think it was when he was like twelve or something. He got moved to um what if, it was someplace in North Africa to um to do this like um course for for like to get, like, boys who, like, have, like, potential, but are just, like, going off the tracks. Like, they're, like, not good, good bad, you know, good behaviour. And he did that, and he, like, you know, he became a teenager, and he moved back here. He's a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, he moved back to uh, um, America, not here. And um, yeah. he he started making music. Um, it was kind of like this, but probably, like, a much 
darker kind of tone. And then Ty- Tyler was like, yo, is this, I like your shit, come meet me and the boys. That was our future. Boom. They made out the future. Boys. Yeah. And then, yeah, they make a couple albums. Um, and then Earl, in the underground scene, Earl is well, well, well respected. Really, really, really respected as an artist. You can definitely see why. And it's 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 interesting because a lot of his albums are like got like sixteen songs, but they last like thirty minutes. The longest song on this album is two minutes and four, uh, forty-four seconds, and there's only one feature on this whole album. Um, but the, the the beats were all produced by the same guy, I think, but with a little, a little features and producers. Um, yeah. But the way that it all feels, it's like. There's loads of high end from a lot of the beats, but it yeah. just works so well. And like you get, and I, the 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 digital influence in this whole album is mad. It's so mad because it's like it's through every track. It's... it's for every track, but like it doesn't get repetitive. No, in the slightest, and that boggles my mind because if you're making something which you're doing like over and over again, it doesn't get repetitive. You've hit like the gold mine in you've terms of spot, music yeah. production because that means you've got a formula which you can do, and people will still listen to this album. Like this is like just such an amazing album. You can listen to it again and again, and like the production and everything about it. It's not looked like it's. The way it feels is it feels quite loose, but then with the yeah. more and the more you look into it, it's like it's like a it's it's a really strong quite. It's like it's weird how it feels like it's produced by like a toddler and like someone just bashing <laughs> a keyboard. It's, it's really it, intimate album. Like when you're digging into it, it's very personal. Yeah. That I'm into yeah. lyrics, even. I don't know what it is about the music, but like that lo-fi quality, I think, just adds to it completely. It's yeah. I mean, it, it, I do feel like a bit scared for his mental health. Oh, it's like it's like when he released this, I was like, "What the fuck? Yeah. Are you okay? Are you okay?" But oh, yeah, some of the no filter at all. yeah, some of the just some of the way like he just words everything. It's like, specifically with like all of our future, especially Tyler and um, Earl, they'll word things in like a really like mysterious mm. way. It's not very clear that it's like a normal structured sentence. It's like they might m- mix up words, but it still makes sense. But it's like, it's interesting how and why they do that. And for my, for my personal opinion, Earl is what Tyler wanted to be, I think. Tyler, okay. Tyler's like he's got this like you know malevolent like hipster kind of like menace attitude, but you can see in his music and the way because he produced um, Cherry Bomb, <clears throat> and I think he produced some of Wolf. Um, like he was producing that, he produced his own shit. He produced he produced Igor by himself. I think I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Um, but in the first half, like. The lyrics are so messed up, but it's got that kind of sweatshirt like feel where it's like they're deep and it's like they're not organized, but they're intelligent. It's like it feels like you're talking to like it's an unintelligent like conversation, but it is like it's really hard to get you terms around that. And the thing about Tyler, he was very playful with it. He was like he was serious, but he he was 
playful at the same time. And that takes he, so much skill from a writing yeah, perspective. But yeah, like you've got to be mad good to be able yeah. to do that. It's... In terms of, I'm wank at literature. I uh, very bad. I told you, I'm I, a math I, I can't writer. write. It's, I mean, it's so hard. I've been reading a lot. I'm trying to. Be, I'm trying to read like a. I'm trying to read um the life and opinions of Tristram Shandy. Have you ever heard of that book? I've not. No. It is a marathon of a fucking read. It's basically it's like you you're going into this person's opinions. So okay, sometimes there could just be like a blank page, and then the next chapter. But the chapter where the blank pages, it's like you know maybe he was feeling down that day or something. It really like plays with like the. Uh, right, okay. But it's written in like the I want to say the 18th century maybe. So it's I don't even think I don't know. It's old. Old right. Oh, I thought this was like postmodern work or something. No, 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 no. It's it's recent. it's published by Puffin. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that. Yeah. Anyway, back to yeah the best rap album it's I've ever heard. Songs. Yeah, because what you were saying before about the high end. There's so much well-crafted low end on this. Like, I'm just thinking, mm. oh, what was the track? Is it Peanut? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I yeah, think... like yeah, yeah, peanut. That is mental. <laughs> like the bass in that is yeah. so abstract. Like we're talking it's... about avant-garde earlier. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's really like eclectic. The entire album, like just the way it's done. Mm. I'm gonna have to listen to it again because I couldn't yeah. take all of that in on one listen. Yeah, I've got from that is peanut is wild. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like my bass. It's very interesting that they ended it on Riot. Yeah. Because Riot has no word on it, and it's actually quite... It's, it's, it's a nice song to listen to. It's, it's really chill. Yeah, and it's like, you start with Shattered Dreams when you're talking about, like, your fucking dreams. Like, it, it's like consumerism. Like, uh, throughout the whole... It's a recurring theme of, like, getting consumed by yourself. To end it on Riot, it's called Riot with an exclamation mark, and it's like... What the f- Like, what do you take from that? Even the way it's- It's just called some rap songs. It's not even, like, called, you know, something, like, substantial. It's legit just called some rap songs. That, and it feels like- That adds you're... to that, um, like, intimacy we were talking about before. Yeah. How, it's like, intimacy. It's yeah. It's it, like- it's just, It doesn't feel like he's trying too hard. But the way I describe it is, like- it's like you've gone into his diary and you've made a song for like each section of his diary. Like mm. his like his own personal book which he writes by himself. It doesn't need to be this like long and like example thing. It's written by him for him. This album yeah. doesn't yeah. doesn't feel like it's like I want I want it to have commercial success. It's like I made this album for myself. Yeah. And you yeah, really feel it's personal. It's really yeah. personal. And I think if you, as an artist, if you're not looking for commercial success, but you still get commercial success and praise, you've got something really good. Yeah, definitely. That's why I think Earl Sweatshirt is one of the most talented out of Odd Future. Um, yeah. But yeah, Odd Future were proper big in like 2005. Yeah, I, like I say, I, I barely know the scene. I'm only just starting to 
get a bit of an intro to it. So. Yeah, I mean, I put you right into the fucking deep end for Vel Sweatshirt. Oh, yeah, He's it, pro- if you want somebody good, good to listen to, <laughs> like a lot of people will like skip through songs and be like, ah, oh, you know, like. Like, you know, with Spotify making it, like, you have to listen to the song for 30 seconds for it to be a play, which why it's, like, songs like um, most modern pop songs. Yeah, that's one of the new rules. Uh, that, that was implemented years ago. But anyway, most um, modern pop songs, they, like, get you hooked in, like, the first, you know, yeah, at least mental, like, the five seconds. Yeah. Because, like, it, I was watching something, the way they get to the chorus, mm. like, as fast as possible, just so it sticks in your head constantly get into that like i think it was something about max martin like yeah swedish producer like talking about that but yeah but spotify i didn't even know that about the 30 seconds because what is it for a stream now like 0.0026 or something i think i don't even want i don't want to know i don't want to know how much is mental because like we were talking about this album it's it's fast Mm. Like it's it's a lot of tracks, but um, twenty four minutes. Mm. Like, is that due to the fact people aren't listening to full length albums? Like to sit down and listen to, I don't know, an hour an hour long album? Yeah, mm. I'd say that's quite rare for a, a lot of people, especially in the mainstream. Like, because obviously the trend at the moment is people releasing EPs, people just releasing singles. Yeah. And is that the way? Like... The, m- most modern artists aren't looking at things like a story through an album or like, you know, like concept albums and stuff like that. I feel like a lot of people are just making like a, a collection of songs and calling it like, ah, oh, you know, some like cheesy pop name or something like. The way albums are going, it's just like a collection of songs, I feel like. It is more than anything. I feel like the way Gorillaz have gone about it, though, how they're making, like, you know, their, um, what are they fucking called? The musical, like... Oh, the things uh, they're doing recently, like, with different collaborations. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the songs aren't linked, but at least you're not putting it into an album and being like, here's our new album. You're making, like, what's it, what, what are they fucking called? I mean, I'm, I'm getting the name up now. Uh... Just saying that last song machine, song machine, song machine. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, that last those fit. Yeah, I really like that. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't proper, I haven't proper gotten into their latest, uh, recent releases. Really, I didn't like Desley that much. I, I, I really hated their songs with her uh, slaves and. Uh, oh yeah, um, I, did, I didn't like that one. It's they like did, they did most recently with Peter Hook. It's, yeah, it's practically new order. Yeah, that's what that's what I heard from it. Because I remember, I, I saw... Did you see New, New Order Live back in, like, 2017? I, I was, I was going to bring this up at some part because this links back to the whole Level Terrors Apart base ah. uh, controversy. Right, so for, the, for those of you who don't know, uh, me and Akira go to this music project at Battle mm. on the Wall every Wednesday. Mm. Well, not on the moment, anyway. And for, I don't know, I'll tell you, a year... Straight yeah. about two years ago after he's in New Order. I think it was after he's in New Order. Yeah, Every week, just constantly playing the bass riff to level Terrors Apart. At, at first, it was, it was all right because, you know, it's a brilliant song. But after you hear it for the fourth time that week, 
then the next week, that number doubles. Then the week after that, it doubles some more. So at least 20 and then you start using that. bass chords in the songs you play. Then you just, then you just, then you just basically piss my off because you're playing too many chords on the no, bass. To be fair, I like bass chords, <laughs> but <laughs> when you're doing "Love Will Tear Us Apart" and bass chords <clears throat> in the same riff, I, yeah. I yeah, can't listen to that song anymore. I, 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 it's, it's. I really can't listen. To it. <laughs> I, oh. yeah. I, I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I don't learn songs on the bass. I'm not a, like I, I, I hate learning songs on the bass. I prefer learning scales and like different okay, shit yeah, like cause, that. Cause... And that was yeah, that was the only song I learned. Oh, um, really? for up until not like only song, but that was the only song I was like. I learned by ear, so I was like, "Ah, oh, it's pretty fucking cool." Yeah, you're a pretty so. goddamn good bassist. So my skills are lacking. <laughs> I'm playing the guitar way. I'm playing the guitar way more, and it's and it's say, like yeah, you've been doing quite a lot of stuff with guitar. Recently. It's like yeah, you're pl- you can still do everything, play the bass, but like making a bass line so much more different to like playing yeah. the guitar. And I, I haven't, I haven't been in that mode for making a bassline in ages. So, yeah. it's... you're making quite a lot of music yourself, aren't you? Like, yeah, I got like, myself a uploaded a... some tracks to SoundCloud recently. Mm-hmm. Plug that. I, 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 not really, to be honest. I don't. Yeah, not really. I mean, like, I feel I'd, like I said that. Oh, sorry, carry on. No, no, you go on. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that the stuff you're uploading is quite influenced by the stuff you'd listed today with the um oh what's it called the ep you gave me i can never say his name right redrop i don't know i can't say it yeah because i was getting those kind of vibes when i listened to your tracks that you put up Mm. they're very um lo-fi influenced yeah um which i'm not too gassed about I'm not too happy about that. Because, um, like, the new Instagram scene is, like, um, you know, Sevenths and Indie and, like, Rex Orange County and shit like that. Who, may mm. I say, is the most uninvented person I've ever seen. The, his basic chord structure is a minor 9, um, a major 11th, and then a major 7th. If you look at Sunshine... Corduroy Dreams by him, it's that. Hmm. He That's his formula for all his songs, but in different keys. And maybe he'll add, like, a couple... It That just pisses me off so much. So, anyway. you're saying Rex Orange County is marketing himself over a chord progression? Yes. I mean, I'd say it's a pretty smart thing to do from an artist's perspective, because you're going to listen to it and think, oh, hang on a minute, that's Rex. Yeah. Cause, because of that chord progression. It's like how we keep talking about Adam Neal, like what he did with the lick, because mm. that was a relatively niche joke between like jazz musicians. But ever since he's become a lot more popular, like hitting a million subscribers the other week, I was very that is about like that. a very big meme now. Oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. I, he deserves so much more than a million. It's <laughs> mm. he, goddamn. Anybody but, listening, just watch Adam Neely. Uh, it, is, even, if, even, my, even if you don't know music, just get your mind blown. My music GCSE was carried by Adam Neely. <laughs> Literally carried by that man. Oh, he gets into the most like, unneeded shit you've ever heard. Like, like, uh, like, you know, 
um, microtonalism, Zen harmony, like yeah. the level seven, four, like four, or the two, levels bro. of jazz harmony. That music, that that video is just like that was such a good video. What the hell? Microtonal jazz, the spiciest level. I feel like that could have been level six and level I'd six. I'd say could that's have been the level seventh seven. level of hell. It's, 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 it's Satan it's, baits in it. It's, it's what um, the weird fuckers who think tuning to the frequency of 432 hertz yeah, yeah. would prefer. Oh, 432, like, not 442. I said 442 before. You're it's, a fool. I'm you're a, you're a fool. I am an idiot. God damn. But yeah. Anyway. You, is it is it time to move on to the last album? We have gone on a massive tangent here. Probably, yeah. So, okay. do you want to introduce this last album? Once again, this we're getting jazzy with the harmony. is probably one of my favourite albums of all time. Um, this is The Ooze by King Cruel, which See, is... I was unsure how to pronounce this, because I, I is it The Ooze? Is it, is it the double O-Z? Is it the O-O-Z? <laughs> is it... Is it... <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. It's um. Its genre is jazz rock, garage rock, post punk, hip hop, punk rock, and dub, which I don't um particularly agree on. Wikipedia. I wouldn't agree with the dub. Uh, I don't know where that dub's come from. Yeah, the bass neither. is there, but it's not like there. There. It's not wobbling your speakers. Yes, and it's not with a. Uh, it's yeah. It's not. It's not dub. Um, anyway, anyway, yeah. um, the way this album moves from the first song to the last is just what the hell. I mean, I have to admit, my least favorite song of the album is this. And Akira's Wi Fi is cut out again. We were wishing after the break. And he's back. Hello. End Hello. of intermission. Okay. Um, as I was saying, the first album isn't. I mean, the first song isn't my fa- favorite, but the progression, the story, and the way the story moves with the music is beautiful. Now, the way King Cruel makes his music, I think, is very weird because if you play a lot of um, this type of like extensions on his chords, you know yeah. that if you move, um, if you use too many major sevenths in like a scale, it doesn't yeah. sound right. It sounds yeah. odd, and you won't use it. This man is used like his his favorite chord is the. Um, a major ninth. Okay. Which, in my opinion, is a very hard chord to use because it it's doesn't... really difficult to get it to sound right, isn't it? Exactly. And he does it in such a bizarre way that it's beautiful. And especially <laughs> with the, the, just this album for me has holds a very special place in my heart because it's got the jazzy saxophone which fluctuates and hops between each song sometimes the 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 the, the, the delay the chorus the phaser the flange everything that he uses king cruel's voice his voice 
is so obscure, but it works so well. And, you know, references to his um, album before, um, Six Feet Beneath the Moon, is made yeah. in the two interludes. Uh, you can call them interludes. Um, I don't even have to fucking say it. But the moon's... Bermondi's uh, Bossum. Some of that. <laughs> what? There's, I'm going to call... Oh, fuck off. Fuck off. Right. So, um, there's... um. There's one left and one right. Um, the two, the two interludes, um, and the left version. So that's the fifth track, is in Spanish. I want to say, and the fourteenth okay. version is in English. And um, I think, don't quote me on this, because I was listening to the album today. That one's in Spanish, and then the other one's English translation. But um, what you don't know about this is King Cruel's dad records the vocals for the uh, for the uh, English version, and the lines on it, which the one of the lines which got me was um, six feet beneath the moon, um, and then he goes on to repeat the words parasite paradise to hear this massive like poetic thing, and then he talks about a parasite, and then he changes it to paradise. It's like you can interpret that in so many different ways. And the way um, the instrumentation and the harmony is incorporated in this track is so melodically beautiful that it's like, what the hell? How can you? It's like it oozes this perfect, melodic, crisp, angelic, beautiful. It, it, yeah, so yeah, I think that this is a really revolutionary album, and it's one and it's one which I Pat, if some of you don't know, um, he's my mate, lives in Mosley. He's really influenced. He's very, you know, deep deep yeah. sea divers. That song yeah. we made. Can you see the influence? Definitely. I was I was gonna talk about that actually. Um, yeah. Because we're both a new track coming soon, R- written by Pat. Boom, boom. Very, very King Cruel esque. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he even stole his. He stole his lyric. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, um, the 18th track is called "Midnight uh, One." Brackets deep sea divers. Ah. Yes. Oh. I was going yes. to say, King, yeah, I'd say King Cruel's one of the most influential artists going on at the moment because he's really crafted something that's quite unique. Like with his to style. him, yeah. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. I don't know how much, like, how much time he's spent doing it or how long his career's been, actually. But it just sounds he's like kid. he's been working on it for years. Really? Yeah, he's got a kid. Oh. Yeah, Archie. I didn't know King Cruel. King Cruel, is he... Pr- Prince Cruel. <laughs> Fuck off. <Yeah>. Funny. Might be the funny. Fuck off. Pat told me that he had a kid, so I'm, okay. I'm seeing if I mean, he if, does if Pat says it, it's, it's true. I mean, I think hopefully yes. we're going to get an interview with Pat. And maybe, if you're interested, we could do 
<laughs> a conversation with all three of us, like on doing something. That would like be pretty this, sick. That, that would that would that would just be talking about King Cruel. If we got into oh, the definitely. ooze, yeah, Pat yeah, would yeah. not shut the fuck up about King Cruel. <laughs> uh, you, you two would just bang on about fucking the Smiths, and I would be here like, oh yeah, the Smiths. You're Who's both into the Smiths way too much. I'm not. I yeah, I, yeah. I didn't get into them that much. See, I'm, I I really really was into them a few years ago, but I've kind of like tame that back a bit. I still love them loads, but I don't listen to them as much. Because, like, I would listen to them, like, on repeat for hours. Like, it was mental. <laughs> mm. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've really gotten into quite a lot over the past few weeks, even. Since I've started college, I've, like, tried doing this thing where on the bus journey, it's long enough to maybe get through three quarters of an album. Or half an album, like it'd be uh, a long album. So I've like kind of set a task myself of like trying to listen to the most stuff. Yeah, like coming to and from college. So like I've been getting through like an album a day or something. So like I've been saying, mm. oh, I need to listen to this. I need to listen to that. I've been gradually yeah. getting through them all. Still not what worked all the way down my list, but mm. I'm, get, I'm getting close now. But obviously, I can't do that now. So yeah. I'm That's pretty cool, though, that you listen to full time. albums. Yeah, because it's just a long-ass bus journey. And the bus doesn't oh. turn up half the time, so, you know. Oh, uh, he's dead. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. I'm back. End of intermission. He's back. <laughs> but yeah, and anyway, wow, we have been on here for a long time. Holy moly. <laughs> it says there I've been recording for 80 minutes. 80 a fucking now. Jeez. How many I bars have is to that? Edit this down. How that's many bars? At 120 BPM, that's 2,435. 2,000! Are you joking? <laughs> Oh, we bad idea. Imagine, down. right, you record an interview with someone, but you do it to, like, 100 BPM, and you have to be in time with the metronome, so you both oh. play the metronome, and you have to, like, sync your words with the metronome. That'd be sick. But you don't tell anyone, and then you, like, release it, and then you're like, oh, listen to the metronome, and you're actually on... That'd be sick. And then you can mess around with, like, 6, 8, 12, 8, and trying to, like... Oh, we do polyrhythmic speaking. Polyrhythmic speaking! <laughs> I'm just going into talking in triplets. I'm just going into talking in triplets. That's uh, I am I am You have to speak Iamic Pentameter. You've got to write out the entire conversation in Iambic Pentameter and recite it. Like That's the most stupid thing I've ever heard. I feel like (laughs) Adam Neely. I feel like Adam Neely's like just like being like, oh fuck it, I'm gonna make a song and I'm at Pendameter, but not tell anyone. <laughs> and, and and then it's like, oh, actually, this video is in six eight, and I use triplets, and it's like, oh, that pissed <laughs> actually, me. Actually, this entire video was spoken in Spanish, and you didn't even notice a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that's that something I want to see. But well, anyway, yes. So. Since this has taken so long, <laughs> I'd say it's time to move on to your book of choice oh, to take fuck. to your island. 
Oh, Unless fuck. you don't want to take a book. Who knows? Oh, fuck. I haven't, li- I haven't read this book in like... Oh, you don't have to know I'll, it I'm still going to talk about this it. Is... I'm oh, reading okay, something cool. different. Currently, yeah. I am reading, if I can fucking find it. Oh, here we go. Extremely loud and incredibly close, if you've ever read it. Have you heard? It is... Right, the plot seems like it's like made by a five-year-old, but I really like the book. <laughs> it's the, the right the book. <laughs> fuck off. The book seems um the the book from a twelve-year-old perspective, and the okay. author, uh, um Jonathan, oh, I can't say his name. Um, um really we just captures Jay. Yeah, uh, the, the 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 author really captures the way a twelve-year-old thinks and okay. like sounds, and halfway through the book. Um, you know, the, um, the, the, the protagonist might go on, like, rants or, um, like, uh, what's the fucking word? Um, tangents about, like, this invention he's made. Or, like, you know, like, halfway through the book, he'll be talking about, like, fucking, I don't know, how he, like, um, he's grating so much cheese. And then, like, he thought on this thing, like, last <laughs> night about how, like, if we all, like, put, um, you know, earphone, no, um, holes by the next of our pillows and when we cry the tears it um, goes down the hole into a reservoir and it's a forecast every morning of how many people have been crying in their sleep and that determines how silent city is that's uh, that one is of his an interesting inventions idea yes the, the, the way yes the way it's written is just so perfect of a 12 year old but um basically the plot is that um this kid his dad died in 9-11 and he's and, okay. and it and that's shown through um, PTSD he gets, and that's perfectly, perfectly um, translated in the book. And he finds this key, and he's trying to find out what door it opens. That's why the plot, the plot sounds really cliche, but it isn't. But the, um, the, tra- the chapters fluctuate between a letter, which is written by his granddad and his grandma, and it's really interesting to see how it all unravels. As I have not finished a book yet, I can't tell you how it does, but it's very interesting. I would definitely it recommend quite it. Interesting, actually. It's really well written, but that's not the book yeah. I want to talk about. The book I want okay. to talk about is um, H.P. Lovecraft, his Weird and Wonderful Tales, the best Weird and Wonderful Tales. Weird. It's yeah. hardback edition, and it's just... H.P. <clears throat> Lovecraft, as much as a racist... Gilbert. Yeah, I was going to say he's got a bit of a reputation. His, of, uh... yeah, yes. I mean, in his most famous um, book, Call of Cthulhu, yes. um, I'm pretty sure one of the scientists um, was called a Nigel, and got like racist remarks and like abused. I think I can't remember, but something along those racist lines. Don't quote me. I haven't read Call of Cthulhu in a long time, but. Yeah, my favorite. Um, the 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 way it, uh, because it's obviously like um, it's a collection of short stories. Yeah. Um, it starts off with a poem, and then gets onto Dagon, and that's a cool thing. But um, the way he writes is so poetic and angelic and beautiful, and it's like, how the hell can someone with such a dirty mind write something so nice? The way he is with words and like describing things and using everything, yeah. it's like you're listening. He's it's like he's telling you the story, and I don't get that with anyone else. I, yeah, so yeah. like you can actually feel connection to the author through the writing. 
Exactly, my friend. Exactly. Yeah, I haven't, yeah, I, like I said, I haven't uh, read this in a long time, but this is okay, one of my okay. favorite books. I have been reading quite a lot of nonfiction though recently to get me prepared okay. for the A level. Yeah, preparation. Um, I've, I've, I, you know, Seneca. Yeah. I, I, I've started my economics A level course on Seneca. Oh, blind! You um, started it already. Blimey. Yes. Um, and I've also started doing maths at A level. Um, because my dad has a degree in maths. Um, he's oh, okay. been teaching me a lot of stuff. Um, nice. So, yeah, I'm trying to get my mind ready for the A-level uh, college, yes. It'll be a funny, funny, funny meme if I just don't get into any of the courses. And I of just know this for will. nothing. It's, will, it's a scary thought, but yes. Yeah, yes. you are in a bit of a weird situation with that. Yeah, it's not cool. I, I tell with you, it's not cool. It's it's yeah, not yeah. COVID nineteen is not cool. It's really not no. cool. It's not at all. But mm. so there's your book. Finally, I feel like we've not done Lovecraft justice there. But no, we haven't. Been so uh, but long. I, 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 I haven't read him in a long time, so I, yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't tell you about his mystical. But I tell you, he's a very good author. Very very good author. You know, if Stephen King. Terror. If Stephen King says Lovecraft opened the way for me, as he had done for many others before me, I think it's safe to say that he's a very, very, very good author. Definitely. Yes. So, this leads us into your luxury, Aki's luxury item. I didn't. What I didn't. Decided. Act- or did you not do one? I mean, um, um. It'd probably be like fucking coconut oil or something. But what if there's coconuts on the island? How the fuck do you make coconut oil, bro? I've never been like, oh, look a fucking coconut. Oh, look a fucking coconut. I'm going to make some oil out of that. Bro. <laughs> bro, I'm not bro. gonna eat a coconut. I'm gonna harvest it for its oils. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what do you gain from harvesting oil for a coconut if you're Why on an island? Oil, because it's all right. I've got eczema, and I find coconut oil is the best moisturizer. Also, okay. if you eat coconut oil, it's good for you. Yeah. Okay, I'd say that's pretty justified. Um, but. If I had to be serious, um, I'd bring um, either my guitar. You shut the fuck up <laughs> with your coconut milk. I have you know, I drink oat milk, not coconut milk. Okay, oat milk. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, mm. I, 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 I used to be lactose, now I'm not. So, oh, okay. But, but I still don't drink cow's milk, so I just have oat milk because it's pain. That's um. Nah, yeah, it'd probably be my guitar. Or, um, I was going to suggest this album, but I wasn't because you can't find it anywhere. Um, I bought it from um, Piccadilly Records. Okay. Um, band called Spaceman Free. Do you know them? All right. No, I don't. They are sick. 80s band, prog rock. Some of their stuff is on YouTube. I think Revolution and um, one of their albums on YouTube. Um, this album is to make um, is 
Um, to make music to Drake's to take drugs. No, taking drugs to make music to take drugs. Interesting title. Yeah, basically what they did is they used to just do a shite ton of drugs and then press record and yeah. See what um, happens. Do you know spiritualized? Yeah. They came, um Spaceman fr- first there was Spaceman Free and then the members were like, I'm a bit bored, let's make spiritualized. The members of Spiritualized are the members of Space and Free. Ah, yes. okay. Yes. So, think of Spiritualized. This has just been you saying, like, all these facts, and I'm out here like, oh, yeah, I don't know that. I've not listened to that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a pretty crap host, really. I think you should be hosting these, Aki. <laughs> yeah, but I was talking to my girlfriend about fucking... Um, Ah, oh, I'm gonna be on this like podcast esque thing. And she was like, Oh, yeah. Who the fuck has a podcast? That's so pretentious. I was like, Shut the fuck out. <laughs> so I was I like, mean, It's Ugh. not even a podcast. I just wanted to talk to some mates about music, and this gave me a reason to. Yeah, so, I mean, I like, would wanna do the same thing. Plus, like, like, it just seems quite fun. Yeah, <laughs> for us. I feel like people can oh, yeah, listen definitely. for like 10 minutes, they're like, what the fuck is this? And then that's like, yeah, not listen to any rest. Like, like, nobody will hear this section, so... No one's in there, yeah, say I can say whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis Presley's dead. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> it's alright, no one's going to hear this. No, nah, well, I was watching X-Files, and Mulder said all it, right, yeah. so if Mulder said it, Come on. It's acceptable. No, I, if, if I was on a desert island, I'd bring a TV and seasons TV. 1 to 11 of X-Files. That'd be pretty whack. Imagine being on a desert island on your own for like a good few years. Okay, now is a good time to watch the X-Files. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah, 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 right. Twin Peaks, and then yeah, you just got X-Files. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, cool. Vince Gilligan got his fame, and then Vince Gilligan made Breaking Bad, which is arguably one of the best TV shows ever made. So, Mm. I rest my case of, yeah, X-Files is one of those shitty TV shows on Fox, but... No, to be fair, I think it's completely wacky and brilliant. I like X-Files a lot. It's so odd. I like it so much. It's, It's basically the writers being like, yeah, the FBI is lying to us, uh, this like aliens are basic, basically right. Mulder is a metaphor for the truth and how like we want to see it, and then Scully is like the justifying reason. Scully always is like the person like thinking, "Oh, Mulder, what's this?" And even yeah. right in the first series and second series, Mulder always wrote the reports for every single case that they did. I mean, um, Scully always wrote those reports. So mm. if she's the voice of reasoning. She's the one writing to the bureau and basically, you know, legalizing it, not Mulder. That's interesting, I think, for like someone to be the voice reasoning and not be like the sole truth asking the questions, to be writing it. That's like, hmm, kind of playing on like, if Mulder's the guy with all the ideas and he's always right most of the time, why is Scully writing it? Because all Scully is realistically is she's, you know, she works in biology. She just, she just, um, 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 what the fuck would you call autopsies. it? Yeah, she does autopsies. Yeah. And Mulder is a detective. Yeah, he's the, like, 
He's a brains. What's this guy? And she's like, oh, let me have a look. Yeah. So I think that's very interesting to look at. And I think that's um, the writer's um, views on um, the government at the time. Granted, the, the, the modern season, the season they released recently, recently, I, I say... The... How many of those did they do? I think I watched two They did two, two seasons. Yeah, the I first... watched both of those. I... Ah... It was a bit cheesy. It was cheesy. What was what series was it? I can't remember if it was the first or second one with that it, green. Yeah, with the green like, man. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. that was that, that was weird. That's that was the that first stuck one in my head out of all of them. Yeah, that I saw. That was weird. That was I mean, so weird. I mean, the the way they ended season one with Anthrax and Cigarette Man, I was like, cool. That was that, cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But then they just. Oh, the second they picked the... it back up though with the um, with Skinner with and, Scully, um, yeah, and yeah, it was it was just like you uh, you you you're making it more like a dramatized yeah piece of like American drama TV yeah yeah and it's like I really but, don't like that kind of thing yeah like I felt like that's what they tried to um not achieve. That's what I wanted to stay away from when making X-Files. Mm. And then just make that season. And then, yeah, it just like, the way it started with like, you know, um, that cinematic with uh, Trump and it's really intense. Yeah. It's like, ah, you know, you're supposed to be this like, it's it's not clear that it's like, you're you the know, chosen one, Anakin. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, I didn't like that. From being a, mm. a die-hard X-Files fan, I didn't like that. Yeah. To but fair, I do I'm tell not you... I've not much of the original series, but... It, they're good. I really like yeah. them. I'm definitely going to have to dive into them, because you know me. I still, need to, moment, I still need so. to watch Twin Peaks. So. It is so good. It is. Oh, it's a complete rabbit hole you'll go down. Like, I, oh, ever... I don't want it to end. I've got like six episodes left of the uh, latest series. I swear I Oh right! I swear I got who's the director again? Lynch. Yeah, um, David yeah. Lynch. I, sw- my, I was talking to my dad about it. And he was like, "I started watching it, and then it just got really weird, it too did, weird." Yeah, yeah, because it starts off as like not a convent. It's obviously got Lynch's twist on it. It's like a kind yeah. of conventional crime drama, and then it kind of rolls into very Lynch. But with series two. Mm. Um, Lynch had a lot of problems with it with the studio interfering with the writing and where the story was going so oh. the studio kind of pushed it into a direction that he hated oh, wow. so like he kind of stepped back from it mm. and like because then critical reviews went down of it when at first it was supposed to be like this really really good show so then yeah. it just got cancelled by the studio's fault. That's why he directed, and I think he had pretty much full control over the return they did in 2017. I want to say. But I yeah, don't know. It's it's a, it's a bit of a weird one, but he handles it quite well. Yeah, I didn't know that. So yeah, yeah, yeah still recommend the watch. Have you uh, watched um, the rabbits by him? No, I, I think it's called Rabbits or something like that. It's just 40 minute. Um, play on a sitcom of really avant-garde drone music in the background. Yeah, he's, yeah, his sound design. Creepy as fuck laughing in the background to try and simulate a sitcom. 
Yeah. <laughs> and a family of three with rabbit heads and they're talking to each other, but they're not looking at each other. And it's just 40 minutes of that. It fucks you up. It's so weird. That it's does just, sound pretty weird. It's just like, what the fuck? What the <laughs> actual fuck? And on that note, I'd say that sums up our time well. So, last question. If mm. a record-eating monkey came running out of one of the trees on the island, yes. which and you could only save one of your records, which one would you save? Fuck you. Um... <laughs> Uh... Oh, fuck. Right. Mingus has everything, but it's 30 minutes. Yeah. And it's... You can't listen to that over and over again. No, the ooze has everything. Sweatshirt... Oh, it's between sweat. It's between um sweatshirt and cruel. Okay. Um, cause um Reggie, it's just too short of an EP. I couldn't yeah, like. definitely. It's not substantial enough. Um, I'm gonna have to say I'd use. I okay. just get. Yeah. I just get depressed if I had to listen to some rap songs every single day. <laughs> like. Yeah, especially off that album, like we were talking about. Mm. You you would fall into a deep dark yeah cave. Just, just of nothing of nothingness like just, yeah, yeah. yeah. you'd be drowning in the abyss of neglecting crimson darkness mm. <clears throat> that was the name of my I first band that. lovely lovely happy note that Wait, was, was the, it? crimson darkness was the name of my first ever band. i thought that rang a bell because i swear you mentioned it once yeah we we yeah, basically we were in like a practice room. We were like, what should we call our band? Our lead singer switched the light off and was like, "Crimson Darkness." And I was like, <gasps> "Yeah, not Bro. not not one of our proudest moments. One well, of my proudest moments." I hate naming bands. Oh, yeah, it's the awful. amount of projects I've like almost started just trying to think of a band. It's like... Think of a band. Think of a name. Even. <sighs> it's just like. They'll say something, and it's just the worst thing you've ever heard. But you can't think of a better thing. You can't just, yeah, yeah. So you just say like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. My my um first band, um, yeah, this isn't a proud moment. I didn't know they were named after a nineteen seventy five EP. Yeah, yeah, that makes me sick. What was it? What what was you it? You weren't called? in it. Face down. Mm. Mm, yeah, not great. <laughs> mm. It's it's forever become a meme with my mates and the people in the band, so Yeah. The nineteen seventy five ended genuinely something they else. They are so they are so bad. They're like For reason uh, I reckon on this podcast on, on this part I don't know why I'm calling it a podcast. On this show on the show guys. Uh, when we get Pat and you back on, if, yeah. I, when, if, I reckon we talk about how bad the 1975 are. You know... That can be a conversation point. 
You know their um, sole purpose is that they want to make every single album different. It's like, yes, your songs sound the exact same. Not to mention, um, I think it's the latest. They just ripped off GI Division. No one's oh, mentioned. Oh, no, 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 yes. It's, yes. it's disordered. Yes. It's, disor- it's the same. The rip is completely it's ripped off. Nobody's kicked off about it, and that's frustrating. The first if, time I if, heard If it was that. anybody else, like, because Dad came home one day, he said, oh, yeah, I was driving home from work. 1975 played a song. They've ripped off GI Division. I think, yeah. what? So I go uh, over to my just, phone, load up Spotify. I'm thinking, right, where's this riff? And same. I didn't expect it to be the exact um, same, but it is, is it, genuinely the exact same riff. Is it? What is it again? Tran, uh, just, tran, it's a disorder. This, oh, yeah, disorder. How, how I put it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember they played when um, New Order uh, came Manchester. That was the one song they played by Joy Division. I didn't even know they um, were doing those shows. I'm so gutted because I saw it on your story. I remember because, mm. oh, I was so jealous. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, like, and it was weird because the one. It was like, all played you know, live, weren't it? There was you no know sequencing because yeah. it was all the people in the back. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. The, uh, and you know how like they were not going to play like their hit songs? They yeah. played Bizarre Love Triangle, and I was like, Jesus yeah. Christ, this is a monumental day. But it, like, they recorded it that album, I think. I think Did they? Not the album, but the performance. Yeah, oh, I right. think they released it, but Manchester oh, right. International Festival did a live stream the other week, yeah. sent me some footage from it, and it reminded me of the time I missed watching miss- New Order. Yeah. Well, did it even sell out? I have no idea. Was it a few nights, or was it just the one? I feel like it was just a one. I don't know, though. Yeah, because they, they played a clip of Shellshock, and oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that sounded good. It was really good. It was... Yeah. Like, even the crowd were pretty, like, good. I was just yeah. like, cool. I was just like, sick. It's pretty sick. Shame about Hooky, though. No more Hooky. New order. He's a dickhead, though, so... You think? <laughs> I, I know, bro. I am... Two of my... I know two people... Who know Peter Hook? Mike's girlfriend, who's a bitch, but she has met Peter Hook. And then <laughs> my mate, Isabel, her dad, her stepdad, sorry, is the drummer in Peter Hook and the Light. So she's very oh, close right. with Peter Hook. And he said, or she said, that Peter Hook, when she was about like eight, tripped her up and laughed about it and was a complete bell end. Every single time she saw him, and my ex-girlfriend was like, "He's a bellend." Every single time, I've someone... only ever heard he's quite nice, apart from Barney. Right, fucking the people who I know who knows Peter Hooker should be like, "He's an absolute fucking bellend," and he looks like a bellend. I have to say, <laughs> I'd have to uh, reserve judgment on that one, mainly because he's one of my favourite bassists of all time. But you know, yeah. Even though his um his reckon backup was fake, dickhead. Yeah, but he's that... released a model of six string basses with um, Eastwood, I think, recently. It's like, do you know um Jar Wobble? Yeah, I saw him. I didn't. Right, I was like, my dad was telling me about Jar Wobble, and I was like, yeah. he sounds like a pretty good bass player. I was expecting some like. A six string fusion jazz madness. 
name he is not that good of bass. <laughs> I am probably better than him. It doesn't sound like a twat. The person, the reason why his solo arms are so well, because his drummer is sick. His drummer carries him so I've not much. I've listened to any of his solo career. I've only really known for public image. Public image, yeah. yeah, yeah. His, his drummer is really good, and he carries him. I remember when I was watching him play, because obviously he's like, he plays a lot of dub. He was, yeah. he was just... I was just like, cool, you're not that good. And then he, I remember he slapped um, the G string. He, like, you know, when like, yeah, they slap it. He didn't um, yeah, yeah. pop it, he slapped it. And that was it. And I just looked at him like, you just attempted to play slap bass, but you didn't pop it. And you didn't even play it on the snare. You played it on the kick. You've completely missed. The whole point of slap bass, and you've just used it to make yourself look like you're sick because you can get your whole get some fingers and pull it up and make it sound aggressive. You shit! I was. It was that annoyed that his Wi-Fi cut out. He's alive. I'm yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Man alive. Right, and um, what the fuck was I saying? Joe Wobble. I can't remember what I was saying. Oh yeah, Joe Wobble. Right. So like. It just pissed me off that he was like, oh, I'm really cool for being able to play slap bass, but, like, you're just using it to sound aggressive, but you're playing dub. Like, mm. you're just trying to impress people at that point. And that just pissed me off, so... Yeah. Me and Jar I Wobble think I've went... said on that note quite a few times now. But... Mm. <laughs> how, do we, <laughs> how did we get to... How do we end this? X-Files, Twin Peaks, and then Jar Wobble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm definitely gonna have to cut this down, aren't I? Yeah, you're gonna have to like cut it like in half. I'm gonna have to listen to the entire thing. <laughs> Good luck. Good it's luck. 110 minutes. I'm on bar 3289. Oh my god! <laughs> this has been hell. a chat. Yeah, I think I've I'm been... gonna have to cut these down for the next ones I do. Yeah. Maybe do like three albums. Yeah, maybe. Because that would yeah. Because I couldn't even do five. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't cut it down to. I was just thinking what the fucking would do. So like, yeah. Anyway. So, how do we end this? Um. End it with the lick. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, this was really fun. <laughs> yeah, it's been, quite been fun. It's been, a, it's been an interesting chat. Interesting Focus conversation. Out. Yeah, it's been a weird one. It's been a wacky one with wacky aki. Oh wow! <laughs> Very funny. My dad texted me um, at thirteen minutes past six. Come down soon, and it's and it's ten to seven. So we started this at ten to five. What the fuck? It's been I've two got hours. personal statements to write. <laughs> well, yeah. the intro, anyway. So that's gonna be fun. Yeah. Good luck right. on that.
So, All right, anyway. Goodbye from me. Goodbye. Yeah, and it's a goodbye from me in Wally Range. South Manning. Goodbye. Goodbye. So, there we have it. First episode done. I wonder if there's anybody actually here right now. I mean, if you are, you're probably the only person on the internet who will ever stumble across this mess. So, on that note, bye for now.